This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me Simon Calder and I'm talking to you for a third day running about railways or in a railway uh, frame of mind anyway but I'm glad to be not at uh, London Waterloo station where yesterday afternoon the uh, problems were all fixed involving the um, signalling failure which wiped out the Uh, entire morning rush hour more or less and just to let you know the cost of that I reckon about a million pounds in absolute direct costs in terms of lost revenue for the railway people who didn't make trips people who claimed refunds and so on and then more millions than that everything from a dentist in London SE1 who had to cancel all her appointments because she couldn't get to work um, to the restaurants the bars which were looking forward to a pretty busy Thursday evening as they always uh, do because that's become the new Friday as it were but I woke up Friday morning to discover some actual possible good news at uh, 23 minutes past eight Um, And I was awake by then, I promise. I got a message um, from the RMT union uh, saying, we've received an updated offer from the Rail Delivery Group and our National Executive Committee is considering its contents. No decision on any steps have been taken. Now, it's all gone a bit quiet in rail strike land, which um, I like, but it is still the case that nobody since um, last summer has been able to plan with complete confidence a trip with more than two weeks' notice ahead um, that, without running the risk that uh, they will be subject to a strike because they, they the unions have to give two weeks' notice. And... While the RMT dispute with the network rail infrastructure provider is now over, the um, pay offer and associated stuff was warmly um, uh, welcomed by the vast majority of members. Um, We are still not in a position where the um, train operators, these are the companies from uh, Southern to... um, Avanti West Coast and LNER, which are actually contracted by the Department for Transport to run trains. Actually, um, some of them, for instance, Northern and LNER, are actually owned by the government. But anyway, they're all in this massive um, dispute over the uh, uh, over pay, over jobs, and over working arrangements, and the. <laughs> Uh, almost um, in the sense of a a, a TV series previously on Strike News, the RMT union, having spent quite a lot of January considering a new pay offer, 
suddenly decided this wasn't good enough, it was rubbish, to quote the General Secretary Mick Lynch, and they decided they wanted an unconditional pay offer. Now, there is no way they are going to get that, because as the latest document which I've had sight of, um, Workforce Reforms and Pay Dispute Resolution Process, um, the, uh, the, the, the employers quite rightly say um, the current affordability issues facing the industry are extremely challenging. This necessitates modernising and establishing a sustainable railway that will continue to meet the evolving expectations of our passengers. Everybody, I think, agrees with that, but it's just how you get there. And uh, the unions, as they traditionally have done, are open to modernisation, but they want to extract a percentage for all the changes. Every uh, change that they make, they think we can get some money out of this. And effectively, the um, train operators, everything, of course, has to be signed off by the uh, government because they contract these train operators, are saying, no, you've got to have some changes. So what's new about this? Well, I've been having a look and it appears to me that effectively they are making it more sellable to the membership. Uh, so the RMT demanded that um, they wanted an unconditional pay deal. Um, and what this does, it allows the RMT to say, we told you all those many, many days of striking were worthwhile because, look, we've got um, a, a, a deal which is not conditional on um, any changes um, relating to the pay award in the first year. OK, and that's the crucial thing. It's quite cleverly put together. So for the first year, nothing changes. And then, um, well, they will just be uh, negotiating bit by bit. There's other parts where I think it is the case that you don't actually need any union buy-in on station closures. The RMT union has said they're absolutely opposed to station closures. They say it will make the passenger experience much worse, particularly for, the, um, for people who need help whether they are less able travellers, whether they're infrequent travellers who need guidance. The government says, no, we want to close the ticket offices so that people get more help, so that instead of sitting behind glass for um, eight hours, uh, people are actually out and about and around at the station and they can do everything from help people with, the, with buying tickets to um, helping people on board trains. So that's the general idea. They, I think, will... Uh, uh, look at this and I, my guess is that they will kind of grudgingly say well it's not everything we wanted but it's much much better than we had before so we are going to uh, ask you um, to we recommend that you accept it and I think it will be overwhelmingly accepted that doesn't mean peace breaks out it's really a kind of almost a right let's let's have a ceasefire and then we'll work out exactly what's going to happen. Um, the ASLEF dispute is still happening. That's involving the train drivers and the uh, same train operators. Although that's gone so quiet over there that um, I uh, I don't imagine that the, uh, we're far from uh, an improvement um, to the offer and um, an acceptance by the train drivers. So 
hopefully, and here we are almost 10 months since the strikes, the first national strikes for, uh, well, this century, since the 1990s, 1980s indeed, uh, took place. Um, I think we will be able to um, look forward to a time without strikes to worry about. We'll still have huge amounts to worry about, like the creaky old infrastructure, like what on earth is going on with HS2, the high speed line that's supposed to um, unlock extra capacity and so on. But it will be a step in the right direction. It will start to halt, I hope, the perception that the railways are just fundamentally unreliable and if that happens, then perhaps things can turn around. Goodness me, we absolutely, definitely need um, both uh, uh, clean, green uh, intercity transportation and we want something which is going to um, link local people together. So um, those are really important needs. Um, whether rail is the way that they get met, who knows? Let's hope so. Anyway, hope you have a very good weekend. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Goodbye.